Hello everyone, welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. I'm joined this week by Richard Drabwell. Say hello Rich. How are we doing all? And we are travelling this week. We're in sunny old England because it is currently very hot here in the UK in mid-June. Some would say it's too hot right now. Especially those of us in Weymouth who live in a, a got a flat that the top top floor is like hotter than the sun, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it doesn't help that I also live above a restaurant. So the heat from the restaurant radiates in and then the gentleman downstairs apparently doesn't turn his heat off ever and it just all accumulates in my attic bedroom which is not great so yeah i'm, I'm suffering a bit at the moment but not that i'm complaining the chap's uh, not turning off his his uh, heating is a double-edged sword because it's 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 the worst thing ever in the summer but in the winter i think you had some very good electricity bills because of him that was it yeah i didn't turn my heating on all winter that's no word of a lie not one point did i turn it on I was in shorts and t-shirts the whole winter. It's ridiculous. <laughs> there you go. So as I said, double-edged swords. It's very much a seasonal yeah, <laughs> benefit. A se- a seasonal benefit. <laughs> and right now I'm suffering. <laughs> so um, to go back to, back to the episode, so we're going to go to, um, uh, we're in the, in the sunny UK, as I said. Uh, we're heading to Bedford for Eagle Brewery. And we've got, we're going to be trying their banana bread beer and their waggle dance honey beer. Uh, but Rich, I understand you have a hot topic to discuss. I do have a hot topic to discuss. So I was, as of yesterday, I was in Plymouth um, and I was perusing the Sainsbury's in Plymouth. Um, mm. Unfortunately, stepping away from the beer and I was trying to buy a bottle of gin. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I wanted to drink. Part, party, more than one person or a party for one? More than one person. I was not, I was okay. not sad alone drinking. Um, I was. <laughs> What's your go-to uh, with, with gin then? If you're buying it, trying to buy in that environment. Well, that's it. Well, that well, that was my trouble. I was trying to buy a bottle of gin, but they were just all yeah. outrageously expensive for what right. I was doing. So I was looking, I was looking, I was looking, and then my eyes was caught by was by the lowest priced bottle that that I could see. But um, for sixteen pounds. Um, okay. So, but the re- the reason that, um, this isn't me talking about the gin. It was what the gin came in, which was oh, what interested me more. So. Um, you, you've heard of Greendale's, the original London dry gin. Yes. I'm assuming. So I don't know if you can see it, but I picked up, it's a bottle completely made out of cardboard. Yes. For gin. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Which was, it, was, it, it says working towards a greener future. So I think, but the glass bottle of the Greendale's was £20, but the cardboard yeah. bottle was £16. Uh, yeah. But, but the, reason I, the reason I wanted to bring it up was because is this feasible for beer in some way, shape or form? Because supposedly it's meant to be a greener way of creating it, even though I thought glass was pretty recyclable in the grand scheme yeah. of things. It's the cost of creating glass, though, is, is one of the massive expenses for it. And also the distribution and the weight of glass in comparison to cardboard. So, you know, if you use these mega companies that are shipping around beer, um, you know, obviously they've got to take into account how much it costs to take their beer from one place to another yeah. and in glass it takes more tonnage more ship it you know more cost therefore you know whereas gin mm. is obviously less less volume in you know in comparison but it's a great question about um have you come across any beer brands in uh, in uh, in cardboard well no i've come across them they've started doing them if you've got a six pack of cans instead of in mm. the plastic they now have the cardboard holders yeah um and there was that's become quite mainstream now, isn't it? Yeah. Like the top of the, instead of the six pack being that have made of those ringlets that, you know, are made of plastic and they 
strangle turtles. They go and find turtles and they just go up behind them and they just strangle them. Yeah, um, they're fair. actually uh, they're actually like yeah they're, they're they're card on top of it. I've also seen like special glue where they the cans are just stuck together. Yes, and then you can twist them and then they they come unstuck. Yeah, um, there was um other breweries were sticking to just plastic bottles as well. Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, I've seen a lot of aluminium bottles again, quite recyclable aluminium, yeah. isn't it? I've seen quite a few of those come out. But that was it. But it was just, it was just interesting because I've never ever seen a spirit done in it before. Absolute popularized it. So they are the people who have popularized putting cardboard oh, okay. paper um, paper on it. But do you know there has been a beer brand that has done it? Oh, has there? Okay, who is yeah. that? Okay, I'll give you a guess who it might be. It's a big boy. I'll give you that clue. Oh, okay. Um, Carling, weirdly. What? Uh, it's close. It begins with a C. Carlsberg or Copperberg? It's correct. It's Carlsberg. Carlsberg. I thought. Yeah. I thought it might be one of those big brands that sponsors a football team or something like that. Because yeah. I feel, I feel at a football stadium they might have done that. Oh, that's a good idea. Because you can't throw Car- cardboard, cardboard bottles yeah. and have the same level of like projectile violence to them. But actually, I think what what's really the case of why it's been driven by the big players is because the cost investment to create a, a usable cardboard bottle device uh, or structure will take huge amounts of R&D to make that happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, not to mention, we, we do a lot of work in sustainability as well. And, you know, one of the big things our production director keeps reminding us is actually kind of if you're using especially like recycled materials for your product, um, those pro- those recycled materials, there's only kind of like a finite number in the world, basically of places and you know, that yeah. do it. And all of the big players have the buying power to basically book those in advance, whereas all the smaller players are basically scrambling for the scraps yeah. to kind of make it happen. Whereas the big players are saying, right, we're having that recyclable material, boom, year on year, this is what we're doing, month by month, this is what we're doing. So that's probably why I, I was expecting as well that it was going to be. And you know, when when this Carlsberg card. Um, you know, beer bottle came out, and they, it was quite. A, it's their like kind of classic three thirty mil yeah. uh, bottle, but like a little bit squatter, a little bit fatter, um, with a Carlsberg like paper label wrapped around it as well. Um, but the, but they've they've kept the whole card, you know, kind of yeah. color, the you know that kind of like gray. Kind of, well, you know what card color yeah. like you know un, untreated card color yeah. basically as the main color around the bottle, but with the gold, the kind of the green and the white of Carlsberg yeah. around it. So. It's interesting. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm a really big fan of it. One, just because it's considerably easier to carry, just because of the the less weight. That is, it you really only have the weight of the liquid and the little bit of cardboard being used in it. Yeah. So me strolling back from Sainsbury's um, back home was considerably easier, um, yeah. and cost wise, it was considerably cheaper. Um, yeah. As everything, as we know, the cost of living is going up, but everyone, everyone yeah. still loves a gin and tonic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's quite funky, even for a novelty idea that yeah. they're only going to do a little bit. I I was drawn to it. I was going to. Well, I'm a sucker for a novelty, any form of novelty <laughs> alcohol. Um, but it happened to be the cheapest gin there. It was, as well, it has which to be the great, cheapest you know? gin there. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And and it's recyclable. So I I and you can it's smuggle nice. it into a festival. You can bring these in. You're not allowed to bring glass into festival grounds. So this is ah. the. Well, they're not just say, but hang on, that's lick, that spirit. You can't no, bring Oh, in. no, so you can't bring glass into the camping ground. You can only bring, uh, okay. so yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think it's got many benefits. Um, I just found it interesting, so I thought I'd bring it to the table. No, it's very good. It's very good. I think it's a, I love it to kind of, you know, see these kind of 
sustainable materials and sustainable ideas actually hit the shelves. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah. Really good. Well, talking about non non cardboard bottles. Let's yeah. talk about these bottles from uh, from Eagle Brewery. Um 500, 500 mils. Right. Eagle Brewery. We said they're from um Bedford. So yeah. that's where's Bedford? I've just looked it up in a map. It's in between Luton, Northampton and Cambridge. Ah, the tri so, the trifecta. The trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> right slap bang up there. Um <laughs> and uh the fact I have here, I'll I'll, I'll wow you with a fact. Go on then, it better be good. Can, and then and then you give me something. Okay. So officially opened as the Eagle Brewery on eighteenth of May nineteen seventy six okay. by the Duke of Gloucester. The brewing facility originally formed part of the Charles Wells estate. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, right. So what what year did they open again? Well, this says that the Eagle Brewery um, on that site opened up on the 18th, 18th of May, 1976. But that doesn't mean that that's the that's yeah. when it started. I think that's just when this is specific, where they currently make the yeah. beer is made. Because I believe it's older, right? Eagle Brewery's older brewery. That's what I believe it was. But I also don't believe that they were brewing banana bread beer um, in 1976. Yes. Um, I feel that's a bit more futuristic and a bit more... How do you think? I think so, yeah. I don't know how, yeah. how long's banana bread been about. When did we get bananas? What do you mean, when did we get bananas? Well, when did we get bananas in the UK? So then that might give an inkling to when banana bread was created. Uh, I want... <laughs> Bananas have been in the UK for quite a while, mate. I, it definitely wasn't 1976 and suddenly bananas <laughs> appeared in our shelves for the first time in our supermarkets. When did bananas come to the UK? Oh, okay. yeah, you need to, we need to find this out. We need to bring this back to the pit. I feel it's hundreds of years we've had bananas. Uh, 1633. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but bananas have been around a while. And bread come together yeah, right. to make this deliciousness. <laughs> So we must clarify as well. So banana bread, for those that don't know, is a cake, isn't it? Yeah, a cake. A very delicious cake. I love banana bread. 1893. The first recipe for banana bread came out. So there you go. So we're talking some old school recipes. Some old here. school recipes, yeah. Yeah. So banana banana <laughs> bread could have banana bread beer could have been I take it back. I take it back. Banana bread beer could have been around since 1983. So the brewing site itself has been around for longer. But it opened officially as Eagle Brewery in 1976. Oh, okay. Who do you think owns Eagle Brewery? And, uh, am I going to be really upset by the answer? Okay, let's put it this way. I know of two people in in relative recent history who have owned it, two companies. One, this is where I've got this kind of information from. One well-known company, yeah. another one who is also well-known, but not who you're going to... You'll never guess them. Let's put it that way. Well, I'm, I'm reading a name off the bottle. Okay, tell me. I've got uh, Marstones, Carlsberg Marstones. Yeah, so Carlsberg Marstones Brewing Company, CMBC, yeah. as they're known, did own. Oh, did own? They, they bought it in 2017 uh, from the Charles Wells Brewing Arm, um, but they then sold it in, I think, 2001. Uh, sorry, 21, 2021, or might be even 2022. So it's relatively new news. Who do you think they sold it to? Uh, Heineken? No. Brewdog. No. I'll give you a clue. They're from Spain. We love their beers. Is it Australia? It is, but it's the other one. It's the Dam. So it's S.A. Dam. S.A. Dam. Yes. Oh, okay. So this. So why does my bottle... St I'm, I'm assuming this is just an old bottle of beer then. 
I feel like they've just been still printing underneath the Carlsberg Marston's name. Maybe they haven't fully got the um the it all kind of like their yeah. labels updated yet. That's probably what it is. But yeah, it's as I said, it's still very relatively new news. Yeah. Um. So it the, this article, which is from 2022, so this is when they're announcing it at the end of 2022. They're basically saying that they're that Dan was going to buy it. So you know, they, it might still be going yeah, under like be, a transition process, through. basically. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I, I don't, mm. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the beers they brew. Um, yeah. I know they're still big, but they're not as big as some others. That's it. They said that all all staff will be remained basically retained. That's good. That's always a good advice to hear. Basically, it's um, Dam's only second brewery outside of Spain. I oh, really. So, so, they're, so yeah. So they're creeping. So they're very much Spain like focused, yeah. but obviously, it looks like this is an ex- a gl- like trying to be a bit more of a a reach outside of Spain expansion, which is interesting, isn't it? Well, I suppose if you're doing really well in one place and you're making enough money, you might be like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm quite happy with what I've got. We don't need to expand. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. <you> know? <laughs> that's, that's the way I like to think of business. If I owned a business, I wouldn't want to grow any bigger. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. Some, a lot of businesses like that. Yeah. They just want to get to a certain point and go, right, that's it, done. Done. Let's just keep doing this. I've completed business. Certainly a lot less stress if you just complete business that way. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I own my one business, done. That's all I need. It's there. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I'm I'm enjoying the Eagle Brewery logo on Mm. top. I think that's a pretty cool bit of of design. Functionally, the wings wouldn't fly if the Eagle was trying to fly, but that's just me really nitpicking at um, the small things yeah, there. Yeah, pr- proportionally, I, I agree with you. I think the wings are... Uh, <laughs> the head's quite big, basically, yeah. and, and now it's connected to the... Uh, but anyway, yeah, I agree with you. It's this really interesting line drawing, isn't it? Like yeah. a continuous line drawing of an eagle. Um, yeah, which is fascinating. It looks really good on um, on their website as well, um, so how they've done it. And they've done, like, beer fonts as well, where it's, like, one wing yeah. kind of setting up, and, you know, it's not, like, you know, it's not a bit... Yeah. What German Nazi kind of like wing? It's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I know what you're trying like, to say. Joe. T- yeah. t- turn over there to the left, kind yeah. of wing is more yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading on their brewing page, and it goes: the eagle has been associated with the town of Bedford for centuries. But you will notice there's a difference in the way the eagle brewery represents its bird. It looks to the left. We believe this represents the company's unique point of view. Ah, they're not ambi turners. They can't turn they right. <laughs> But also, I'm now going to have to find out why why Bedford is so entwined with the eagle. I want to know yeah. all about the, the <laughs> eagle and Bedford's history. This is fascinating. How many, going down a real rabbit hole here, and I love it, or an eagle hole, and I love it. How many eagles <laughs> are there in Bedford? Well, there's got to be a reason. Maybe there was just some guy back in the medieval times that brought an eagle back, and that became the mascot of, of uh, Bedford, and then that's it. Bedford Town Football Club has an eagle as their one of the, the logo. There you go. Uh, but I don't think that's the reason. Um, well, it's again, it's reinforcing why Bedford and Eagles are synonymous. They are called the Bedford Eagles football team. So there you go. Our story, the Eagle Bookshop, about Eagle Brewery. There's, I've just Googled, you'd assume there'd be something, Bedford and the Eagle. Uh, <laughs> why does Bedford like Eagles? I know you're all sitting on the edge of your seat when I Google this. I think you're going to have to edit this episode and cut this up a bit so it makes a bit more sense. <laughs> no, I, I quite like this, me just Googling eagle things. Um, there's, I can't find a thing. Five reasons why bold eagles are the best. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Apart from that, their football team's named after it. 
Um, but yeah, I will n- next episode. I'll come up why Bedford likes eagles. Um, but it's more to the point. So far, I remember I tried banana bread beer. Must have been when I first. Okay. I literally just googled it, and the first thing came up tells us all about why nicknames the birth of the Eagles with Ed with Bed Bedford. Why... I don't know what on earth you were. Googling. I was googling. I was fine. It's because I'm on Bing and not Google. <laughs> oh, that's why on earth you right. Anyway, we're gonna have to cut this whole eagle thing out. This is not. No, really... I'm keeping this whole eagle thing in. This is awful. It's, it's not. It's great <laughs> podcasting because they they, they realise we're not as polished as we come across in every other episode. This is. <laughs> I remember first trying this banana bread beer a few years back um, when, you know, in Asda, in like Tesco, they have those three for a fiver mm. on all of the bottles. And I remember going, you know what? I was just trying different ones all over all over the shop. And I remember buying it and going, you know what? This is really, really nice. But it's definitely not something you go, I'm going to buy 24 of. But I probably would drink this more often if it was kind of more readily available, if that makes sense. No, I totally agree with you. I think it was again. You got, I bought this as a big five hundred mil bottle, mm. you know, and this feels like a lot. I'm getting through a chunk here, yeah. Um, but it's it's tasty. It's really nice, and you know, so banana bread did have the nickname, or still does, as, as liquid bread. I don't know if you ever heard that before. Um, I, I haven't. Banana no. bread was especially the ale was known as liquid bread. So they've you know long used that history of finest malts and. Fair trade bananas to awaken the senses with a seriously fruity, rich yet surprisingly versatile banana bread beer. And I like the fact they they use like Challenger and Stiringen Goldings hops in there as well. Yeah. I was looking at the Waggle Dance, which is the other beer, the the honey beer yeah. um, that we, we we've got to try as well. And they use Fuggle hops um, as one of their hop categories, which I love because obviously Fuggles is very known for its Kent yeah. origins. Also, Fuggle is a great word, isn't it? Right, oh. it's not a word you hear every day. No. Unless you live where I live and you walk past the Fuggle pub. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but back to the taste. Mm. I think this tastes fantastic. Yeah, I do like this. It's that sweetness, isn't yeah. it? I quite like the sweetness of the, of the beer. But it's not like an overly sweet. It's not, we're not like talking um, tiny rebel levels of sweetness. We're talking like kind of a, well, like a cake, basically. Yeah. It tastes like a nice cake. <laughs> well, that's it. I was thinking like when we were at the Craft Beer Festival, we tried that stuff, um, that beer that tasted like a donut. Like you had the aftertaste mm. of a donut, and I'm tasting this, and I'm, I'm not so sure I'm getting the bread, but I'm getting. Do you remember those foam bananas you'd get in the pick and mix? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. the kind of like the slightly synthetic chemically banana, but the banana nonetheless. Okay, so it's, yeah, all right, or almost like you know those Nesquik banana milkshake yes, powders. That's the one. <laughs> that's it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I, I agree. It's going down really well. I think it lives up to the liquid bread kind of name mm. um, with that one. What do you think? Have you have you tried the Waggle Dance? I haven't tried that. I couldn't get the Waggle Dance. I could only get okay. the, the banana bread beer um, from my local Asda. Well, I mean, I, oh, as you'd imagine, the Waggle, the, the, the banana bread beer is this bright yellow. You know, it's got an amazing design of like the, a beer coming out of a banana yeah, skin. Classic. And that's quite fun. And the Waggle Dance is their honey beer. Um, and so it's orange in comparison. Yeah. And it's got a beehive with some honey sticks coming out of it. Love it. So the um, Liz, my wife, absolutely loved this beer, the Waggle Dance. She was like, I really get the honey. I, it, she was like, I would drink this. This. She even said this is one of her favourite beers, and she's had it once. So like that, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good thing. I'd love to get her some more Waggle Dance. She was like, this is the best. Love that. So she re- that's a big win there for, for, for Waggle Dance. She's got a big fan there. Yeah. Um, but basically, 
that what, what's described of this is that the um, wh where do you think waggle dance comes from? I'm, th I'm talking to you about honey. I'm talking to you about bees. Something about that area. So I I think I can guess this correctly. Tell me. So Tell me. the waggle dance is when a bee finds a pollinated plant and it flies back to the hive and it does a certain kind of waggle that then informs all the other bees of where the pollinated honey or where their pollen plant is. So they're all like, hell yes, he's done a sweet dance with the directions. I know where to go. Oh, you nailed it. That's exactly what it yeah. is. How good is that? I love it's it. A waggle dance. Bees have a waggle dance. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have to, I, I have to thank an ex-girlfriend for that information. She was obsessed with bees. Um, yeah. And we, yeah, she, she informed me all about it. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, sure enough, for, for, with that amazing kind of background, that story of it, the waggle dance, um, they say that this the, the perfect blend of this beer will make you waggle dance yourself, you know, because <laughs> it's uh, that's what they want us. That's what they're I, leaning into it. I love it. I like that. How many how many how many waggle dances before you're doing your waggle dance, Joe? Uh, well, I think Liz was already after a couple of sips waggle dancing around the room. <laughs> she was loving it so much. So. Um, but no, it's, it was tasty. I must say, my taste palate, I didn't quite get a a really strong hit of honey, mm. but it was it was like a smooth sweetness. It was that kind of like nectary, yeah. like honey honey esque kind of sweetness. Um, again, these both these beers, the banana bread and the um, the waggle dance, have been quite sweet actually, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Although you haven't had the waggle dance, but in in comparison, they they've both been for me. They've been they've been quite. Yeah, no, sweet. definitely, definitely on the sweeter end for me, which which is which mm. I don't I don't have much sweet stuff in my life being a diabetic anymore. Um, mm. So it's quite it's quite nice to try to try something occasionally that that does hit the spot. But no, I think both of these. I think where these guys are falling down is that they are, even though they've only been in the, I say only they've been in the in that their current location since 1976. They must have been around for much longer than that. They've clearly been you know beers of this nature have been brewed way for way longer in the Charles Wells kind of name. Um, but then they rebranded under Eagle Brewery in, in 1976, I was saying. Uh, My issue is, I always think, is they're just, they're quite hard to find, aren't they? Or it's like well, they're just in these big bottles and they don't really do anything that interesting. Like they're not in cans, you know, they're not anywhere else. They're just, you know, you're in the bottle and the bottles are basically relegated now in, in the UK supermarkets to like a specific section, almost like the fuddy-duddy old person section, which I don't like because these are great beers. These are really nice beers and they should be, you know, more accessible and more, you know, more people should be like able to pick them up, basically. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at their, their website now and I'm looking on their beers and they only have mm. one, two, three, four beers in their shop, mm. which mm. is like, it feels that, it feels that is all they are doing and that's all they're bringing. Yeah. They literally have a core range. So the Eagle IPA, the banana bread, the waggle dance and a sticky toffee pudding. But oh, sticky toffee sticky pudding! Sticky toffee pudding, and and what what I'm feeling is is if they've they've created the, the banana bread, I think is absolutely fantastic. You guys are raving about the waggle dance, and they've kind of they've nailed the flavors, and it mm. feels that there, there's a lot of breweries out there that are putting out these these beers with all these unusual flavors and everything like that, and they're not hitting the nail on the head in any way, shape, mm. or form with that flavor or taste profile. These guys have absolutely nailed the taste profile. Yeah. Um, it feels like they should either be pushing this because there, there is a whole market for this kind of beer. People like mm. such such as myself love it. There, there's a whole market where they could be pushing, really going for it. 
or there's a whole market for collaborations with other brewers mm. to maybe get not maybe get their name out there more um well, like, they've been around for a long time. I guess it's just the fact that they just this, they know their lane, basically. Yeah. I guess, or they're not wanting to. They, like people pick this up for certain reasons. I mean, it's quite you know for a, a beer that's been around since the mid seventies, it's obviously got a very interesting packaging design. It looks looks interesting, yeah. doesn't it? You know, it looks. Uh, it doesn't look like an, they've just left it dusty on a shelf. It looks like it's been designed and and thought about. You know, in recent in recent years. Um, but something just sparked there where you were saying about how they could maybe get their profile up there. You know how when we were talking with James um, at uh, Verdant the other day? Yeah. And he was saying there could be a place for mm. beers that are, spe- um, that are specifically made for like with flavorings for cooking yeah. purposes. I feel like this, this, is a, this is where these Eagle Brewery guys could be as well. Like banana bread, waggle dance, and sticky toffee pudding. I mean, you've got four actual like end products that you're trying to replicate in your beer stuff. Couldn't you make like a, a banana bread beer bread cake? <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah, because you've got you've got your Guinness cake, haven't you? What's yeah. stopping you from going, you know what? I'm gonna make a banana bread cake with banana bread beer. That, I really don't think there is. Um I've, once again, have we we have we stumbled across a missing link in the market for I think, I think we have. yeah. Oh god, maybe maybe that's what we need to do on the podcast is is create this create this product. <laughs> well, I tell you what, why don't why don't we do the podcast as about other people's beer, and then when you could nail it, we'll talk about yours on this as well, Rich. I think I yeah, think you've got oh, okay. this. I think this is all you. I believe I've already made it because we've already spoken about my beer on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the the demand of people from this podcast listener base wanting to try your beers is pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> Just, but you can't wait till I brew some more. This oh is... yeah, oh yeah. Don't worry, listeners. We'll make sure you get a chance. <laughs> some lucky listeners can get some of Rich's beers. <laughs> um, I'm afraid to say they don't have any numbers to share because they don't. They're not on Instagram or Twitter that I can find. Oh, okay. Um. But no, I think overall, it, you know, Eagle Brewery, some really novelty beers, but actually very tasty beers, yeah. banana bread and, and waggle dance that I've had. Um, I'm not so sure about the sticky toffee pudding. It's a dark beer. Um, it could be delicious. Hey, I'm open to try it because it's from these guys and they make some great tasting beers that yeah. taste like what they're trying to make. But that sounds great. No, yeah, I would, yeah, give them a go for definite. Um, Asda, that's where I got mine from. I think that's where I get them from most times. <laughs> if in doubt, Asda or the knockoff shop. Yeah, Wise Buys. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Wise Buys waiver. I'm going to plug them. There's, a, there's a, a similar theme in all of your purchasing habits, <laughs> like the gin, the cheapest gin that you could find, and it's that you look for great quality. Yeah, sa- that's all. That's I'm, I'm, I'm a savvy shopper. It's it, they're hard okay. times, Joe, at the moment. This is I've got I've got I've got a greyhound. He eats a lot of food. Um, I'm not paying for heating. I'm, I'm just thinking of ways to save money. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>